mini episode. Given the COVID situation, Gabby and myself are separated between cities, and let's just say we weren't entirely prepared for it. Due to face-to-face and travel restrictions, we've got a few more phone interviews than usual, serving as our episodes for the next little while. In this episode, I chat to Harper Bloom about her upcoming debut EP, Faith, Sex and Skin, and we go over her current and past life struggles, mental health, what she's up to at the moment, how the writing and recording process has been for her during isolation, and a few other casual pop culture chats. Given the current situation, mental health is a huge focus for many people right now, as we're more isolated as a whole than this generation has likely ever been. We'd like to put our hand in and remind you that if you are having a hard time, be sure to reach out. Whether that be to friends and family or even counselling services, many are now available online or on the phone to talk you through your current sitch. As mentioned in an episode we had a while ago with Yara, nothing is too small. So please, if you're feeling a bit more down than usual, physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be, don't ignore it and reach out if you need to. We're sending all of our love to everyone currently affected, especially in our own little music and entertainment industry. Being the first to be thrown out the window, the live events and entertainment sector has been all but totally shut down. And we want to send out a reminder that you can still support your local venues, artists and industry workers. Put your feelers out, make donations and commissions, buy and stream music when you can, do whatever. It's a sucker of a sitch, but we'll get through it. Wear a mask, stay home, but most of all, check on your mates. With all of that said, check out our phone with Harper. There is the occasional unexpected buzzing from my end for unknown reasons, so I've done my best to edit it out, but listen through for some funky, friendly COVID safe chats and check out our upcoming EP, Faith, Sex and Skin. Enjoy. This is Harper Bloom. How long have you guys been... Is this a new thing, the Backbeat podcast? Or? Um, I think we started November last year, I think it was. Oh, yeah. Um... So, yeah, we've been going for a little bit. We've had, I think we've got 12 episodes up so far. I saw you had the Pierce brothers. They're cool. Yeah, we had Jack on. He was our last one. Um, That's interesting. I saw Jack works for On The Map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny because I did did, um, stuff with Emily Chung who runs On The Map. So, yeah, nice. how it all works. Yeah, everyone knows everyone. It's crazy. Yeah, it's scary. You can't make a wrong move. No, yeah, absolutely. God, no. Um, so you've spoken before about where your stage name Harper Bloom came from, um, which was about Nellie Harper Lee and the character Bloom from Big Fish. Yeah, that's um, right. So would you say that then literature and film and things like that, other creative formats are a big part of your life, a large influence? Yeah, I really love metaphors, so I try and um, use words that aren't aren't saying exactly um, what they mean. Instead, they're just a reference to something. So I guess it can be applied differently to everyone because it's not direct and it's more just a reference. Yeah, I think um, Harper Lee and um, she does that really well in To Kill a Mockingbird and also, um, yeah, the movie Big Fish, uh, it's like a, a representation of all these different stories which were kind of not exactly true but more um, but kind of conveyed similar events to how this man actually lived. I'm not sure. Have you seen the movie of Big Fish? I feel like I have, but like years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's super, super old, but it's really it's cool. It's about this old man who's about to pass away and his son never believed any of his stories, but they were actually all slightly true. So I just like the idea of that, I guess. Right. Okay. Crazy. Cool. <laughs> um, 
And one point you made, I was reading through the bio that we got sent all about you, your press release and things. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, one point you made in your bio is that your songwriting includes, uh, well, not one point you made, but a point made, was that you include topics about same-sex love and self-acceptance and all of that. So if you're comfortable talking about that, is that also part of your personal life? Yeah, I mean, I guess so because I've always been connected to um, females. So I guess it's just very natural in the way I write. I write about my relationship. I've been with my partner, Charlotte, for the last six years and all of our different experiences together. And I guess I just write about love, but because I'm with a, a girl, it's, um, yeah, it's it comes across as um, in a way I'm kind of talking for a minority group, which is nice, I guess. Sure. And that's also, uh, we find obviously a huge part of mental health and things like that. It's so prevalent in the creative and the music work industries. Um, so again, only if you're comfortable, but like, how's your head? <laughs> Does mental health oh, yeah. hold um, a part in your life? Uh, with the isolation or just, just in general? across the board currently. Yeah. Um, well, same sex wise, I guess um, if we're talking from from the past, that's been a big struggle. Um, and I tried to pretend in high school that I was um, attracted to to males. And I don't know if you've heard um, "Not Worth Hiding" by Alex the Astronaut. Don't There's, think I have. Oh, uh, it's um, one of her. It was one of her biggest songs when she first started, and there was a lyric in it about. Um, basically trying to dress up in dresses and trying to um, look how society expects you to look as a female. And, um, yeah, I guess that's something that I definitely did as well. I went pretty extreme and I really tried to be super feminine um, and I just didn't feel myself at all. So that was a bit of a struggle. Um, but, yeah, I guess since you know, saying that uh, I'm in love with my partner and everyone being super accepting of that and um, she wasn't ever into females before dating me, so it's more of a thing that um, people just fall in love with people. It doesn't yeah. really matter what gender and I think that's a really good message to spread. And, yeah, since being with her, I've had really good mental health Um because I just feel confident in myself and our relationship. And, um, but yeah, I guess recently in the isolation time, it's, it's been a bit of a struggle. How, how are you going? Because you're also in Melbourne. Um, I've been okay. I've been keeping myself pretty busy. So yeah. <laughs> I haven't had much time to think otherwise. But um, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the whole social side of things is definitely starting to grind my gears a bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm, you need that sort of connection. Yeah. Um, we've been doing Zooms uh, with, with friends like cocktail nights just to, um, yeah, stay social and just chat with people. It makes you feel a lot better. But I think that the swings and roundabouts of going in and out of um, isolation does take a toll on your mental health. You just have to try and keep being as pos- positive as possible. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So then talking about the actual EP that's coming up. Yeah. Um, Faith, Sex and Skins due late August. It's an interesting title on its own. So uh, given you've already mentioned, you know, talking about same sex and vulnerability and all of that, where does the faith part come into it? Like are we talking religion or just the general concept of faith? 
Um, oh, that's an interesting question. To be honest, that that lyric, that line just well, it's actually one of my songs on the EP. It's called Faith, Sex and Skin. So I kind of titled the EP about it. So I thought it was like a nice summary of all different things. But that line kind of just came to me. It wasn't from a religious base. I I guess it's just having faith in something. So um, whatever. That is for you, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it wasn't really from a religious point of view. Okay. <laughs> and then, again, about the more recent releases, you re- is it two tracks that you've released so far? Yeah, so I've got Mary and Walk My Way Out at the moment. Yeah, so the reviews on the Triple J page have included, I was reading through the whole list of them yesterday, I think, or the day before. Oh, Um, thank you. And they've included words like carefree and vibrant. It has that marching to the beat of your own drum magic about it, (laughs) which I thought was cute. Yeah. That was really nice. Yeah, and then there was a reference to Moldy Peaches who had the song featured in Juno. Yeah. Um, and again, with your interest in film and everything, I assume that would have been cool to hear about as well. Um, yeah, that, that was funny because my girlfriend always says that my songs sound like um, the, the songs in Juno. And yeah. I, to be honest, I hadn't actually <laughs> watched the movie, so <laughs> I have to go watch it. You do. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, I'll get involved. The only um, the only thing is, of course, Ellen Page is in it, and back then she probably, I guess she wasn't out of the closet, as they say. Oh, right. Um, so she's in a, you know, a relationship with a guy, and... Um, I was watching. Have you seen um, uh, Umbrella Academy? No. Oh, no. So she's in that as well. Uh, It's like a kind of a sci-fi superpowers modern day sort of thing. Um, Uh. But she's also featured in that. And in the first season, she's again in a relationship with a man. But in the most recent season, she turns, it comes to her being in a relationship with a woman. And I was just like, I'm so happy they changed that because. (laughs) Wait, so in real life, she's with a girl? Yeah, she's gay. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. That's Um, funny. And I think she only announced it a few years ago publicly at an awards show, I think it was. Um, Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was just cool to see. Yeah. All right. I'll have a look. I'll check out this. That, that What was it called, the series? The Umbrella Academy. It's on Netflix. Okay. I'll check it out. They've just released season two and it's uh, it's re- it was um it's based on a comic by Gerard Way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We'll check that out because we are looking for more stuff because we've pretty much watched everything. So yeah. I'll, get, I'll, I'll put it on tonight. That's great. Oh, and also in uh, your bio, the pitch to us, it was the main thing that she wanted us, Cara wanted us to talk about, was the uh, Triple J effect that apparently you've been experiencing. Triple J effect? Yeah, she says oh. that she likes to call it that, which is that um, ever since, you know, being put up on Triple J, you've been getting spins on the station, you've been inundated oh. by other industry people wanting to book you and manage and sync you and everything like that. Um, even without seeing you live, because obviously, guess, yeah, there is a triple J effect. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so right. <laughs> so what do you think about that? Like, has that been the case? You felt that you know crazy inundation of offers and everything since becoming a triple J artist. Um, yeah, there's definitely been a lot of people contact me. That um, yeah, it's interesting because. I remember hearing Amy Shark say a while ago that she had 
contacted heaps of people and never heard anything back. And then when her song was added to rotation on Triple J, she had lots of um, industry people reaching out. And, um, you know, I, I don't think mine's anywhere near to her extent, but definitely I, I had reached out to a lot of people and um, didn't really hear anything back. And then as soon as I was added um, to rotation, I, I had a, a, lot of, a lot of industry reach out. So, yeah, it's interesting, but I'm grateful as well. Yeah, so with the whole reaching out, what would be some tips on receiving airplay and everything like that for artists who haven't quite gotten there yet? Um, uh, for getting airplay, um, I guess just, you know, directing people to your Unearth page and making sure that you do reach out to the Triple J presenters and just try and try and get them to listen to your music and get people on your Unearth page, um, try, uh, sussing out your songs and see if they can leave a review. Um, I'm sure all that all that helps. It's just making contact, really. Yeah, but actually they heard my first song in Requestable, so you know how they did that one week? Of, yeah. Um, yeah, that's when they heard my first song and Bridget um, played it on Good Nights, and so I guess that's how they first heard me. So I was just fortunate that they had that on this year and they, they heard my song. So it's a little bit of luck and a little bit of sort of passion, I guess. Yeah, maybe just luck and preparation. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, like, having, um, I guess, fairly recently been put on the Triple J, uh, what's it called? Uh, like, station, the spins on the station. Um, yeah. You're mentioning names. Does does that mean that you do, you do you end up getting direct contact with all of those people at the station and the different people managing and all of that sort of thing? Um, I did for the first single because um, I, I had a publicist, but I, I didn't have anyone pitching my songs to radio. Um, but for the second, um, for Walk My Way, Cara reached out to everyone um, at Triple J for me. So maybe that, yeah, that definitely definitely helps as well to have someone kind of um, put out a press release for you and help you out with their contacts. Yeah. And do you because obviously like us, the backbeat here, we're we're still pretty small. We've only just got two hundred and something on Instagram. Like we're still quite small. Um yeah. because we're all we're totally independent and stuff. Do you find that it's worth uh your time putting out to smaller people as well? Or is it just sort of you really gotta aim for the big time? Um, I think any um, any press or anyone that wants to talk about your your music, I think that's a good thing, and I, I would put it out to um, anyone that's willing to listen and wanting to show it to their 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 audience. I think it's worthwhile. It's like all media is good media, or whatever. Yeah, I mean, anyone that um, the more ears that your song reaches. Um, it, I, I guess I'm open to going through any avenue to reach as many people as possible. Yeah. And you, it says you also recently played Isolate as well. How was that? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that was really fun. I was grateful to be chosen to play because um, obviously it was kind of a boutique thing at the start um, that they put a lineup together and of their friends and um, the organisers and, and then it just kind of exploded and I said to – Emily, um, who's 
who's the organiser, and I think Merpaya did it at the start as well. Um, if you've heard of, um, I don't think so, Nirpaya. but I'll have to. She's, yeah, she's a great Melbourne artist. Um, but yeah, I said it's kind of turned into a bit of a cult, like it's got this huge following now, and everyone's still watching. Um, but yeah, I've been doing live streams quite a lot in isolation, and that was. Um, that that was that one was last week though, and I I definitely got the biggest audience that I had gotten through um, a live stream through Isolate. So th- th- definitely still lots of people following it. Which yeah, yeah. So did they reached out to you then? Yeah, I had contacted them a few times through the website, um, but she had just been inundated each week, each week with so many um, people trying to get a slot. Right, and um, Emily ended up contacting me a few weeks um a few weeks ago asking if I'd still like to play and of course I'd love to play so got on board with that yeah I'm sure like there would have been like you said heaps and heaps of people wanting to play because I mean you said it yourself you got the biggest online audience you've gotten from a stream so far so I guess that's the only way people are getting any promotion right now (laughs) yeah that was great definitely definitely a great thing that they've put together yeah um, and you've been working with Benjamin McCarthy for the EP. Yes. Um, and they've got names like, he's got names like Thelma Plum and Alex and everyone like that. Um, so how's it been working with him? Yeah, he's an absolute legend. He kind of took me under his wing when I first came over to Melbourne and, um, you know, I hadn't recorded any songs yet or anything and I just had this um, – I sent him one one demo that I was pretty proud of, and he just took me on board. and um, He arranged he arranges all the the drums and the bass and the keyboards. So uh, he's a super talented multi instrumentalist as well as a producer. So it's, mm. it's great to work with him. So do you are you playing any instruments yourself? Uh, just acoustic guitar. Ah, yep. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's all you know, like just the acoustic. Um, I play a little bit of piano, but I probably wouldn't do it on a recording. <laughs> I just, uh, I guess I can, I compose the songs on yeah. an acoustic guitar. And so I just play the backbone of it, um, yep. how I play it live on my own. And then he would arrange, he arranges the other instruments. Yes. And you, like you mentioned, you, you came to Melbourne. You're originally from Perth, right? Yeah. Um, it seems to be a place that, sort of has a harder time when it comes to getting tours and live shows and promotion and everything, even outside of, yeah, even outside of the whole COVID situation, they, um, they aren't, I guess, on the map as much. Mm. Um, so was your move to Melbourne because of that sort of thing or was there more to it? Yeah, it was literally because um, I was in New York and I start, that's where I started playing open mic nights. And then, um, Moved back to Perth and I was like, uh, Charlotte, I, I can't really be here right now after just being in New York, So, yeah. <laughs> um, especially for music. So I was like, let's just take the punt and um, move to Melbourne and see if I can do music full time. So yeah. Big city to country town, it's a big difference. <laughs> yeah, Perth is pretty much a, a big country town, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. So how is it in Melbourne then? How long have you been there? Um, I've been here, came here early last year, so um, a while now. And it's been um, pretty good for you? Yeah, it's been awesome. That it's been musically, it's been really eye-opening and I, I live pretty close to Sydney Road, so before all these um, COVID things, I 
there's tons of live music happening all the time right near right near to my house and um, heaps of musicians that want to collaborate and I formed a band and yeah it's been a it's been good really luck with that <laughs> music yeah um, the only other written question I have here is one that we ask everyone um, okay. and I think I tried to give you a heads up but I'm not sure if you received it your top three Aussie artists favorite Aussie artists right now oh uh, yeah no I did get it yeah um, oh yeah, so, sorry, someone just tried to call me. Um, it's the top three Aussie artists. No, you definitely gave me a heads up. So yeah. Thanks for that. I forget um, all the time. So, <laughs> but I would say Hope D. Have you heard of her? Yep. I just published a press release today. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. From her new song, Common Denominator? Yeah. Oh, legend. Yeah, nice. Yeah, she's she's pretty awesome. She's really awesome. I, I found out about her this year and I really love her song Second and Swim as well. Yeah. yeah. Really upbeat and good good vibes. So um, it would be great to catch her live um, when COVID's done. She's got one booked at the moment, but, yeah, it all depends on how things go. So <laughs> in, in Melbourne? She's got, I think... Oh, hang on a second. I can find the actual press release. Let's do this. Um, That's so funny that you, you did her press release to me. Yeah. Um, I think it said that she was planning a tour, um, but she's had to keep postponing it. And I think she's got one in Sydney for sure, I'm pretty sure. And mm. and then I think it was her that had one in Melbourne as well. Oh, where is oh, it? Come on, COVID needs to just I know. People people need to pull their heads in. Yeah, they do. <laughs> like, just stay well, home. It dropped again today, the numbers. So that's yeah, good. that's great. Okay, here we go. We're loading. Uh, okay, here we go. Um so at the moment she's got planned, we'll see if it happens, um, the 10th of October in Sydney, the 11th of October at the Grace Darling in Melbourne. Oh, I love that venue. Yeah, and then the 17th in Brisbane. But, oh, okay. yeah, but we'll see what happens because that's not that far away. That's <laughs> no, not that far away, no. Mm, fingers crossed because big um, big sound is in True. October as well. I, yeah, I don't think that's happening, I'll be honest. I, I don't have high hopes. <laughs> oh, really? No, like it's such a major event. I feel like if... Even if things do calm down, major events would still be really, really restricted. Oh, my gosh. I have a feeling, but we'll see. <sighs> what a year. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, um, who else is on your list anyway? Who else? Um, have you heard of Beck Sykes? She won the um, Josh Pike partnership. Yes, he was talking about her in the interview. Oh, <laughs> I right. think he was so – she, she was one of his favourites, I'm pretty sure, as well. <laughs> Oh really? Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, well, that, I guess that's why he chose he chose her. Yeah, um, yeah. Because of her her song Edith Vale, she's put out um, recently. It's just her voice and the story is just it's so beautiful. And every time I hear it, I cry like a little baby. So, mm. um, definitely listen to it if you if you haven't already. I haven't. I keep meaning to. Yeah, it, but it's, it's a bit sad, so... <laughs> prepare. <laughs> yeah, prepare yourself. Um, and then the other artist... Um, oh, the other artist was a Perth artist called Noah Dillon. Yeah, um, I know yeah, that one. I know that yeah. one. <laughs> three three familiar names. Yeah, thank God. Well, um, I would hope so, considering this is my job. <laughs> yeah, true, true. Um, yeah, he's super cool, Um I like his song Matthew McConaughey. You heard of 
You heard that one? I'm not 100% sure. Probably, but my memory is terrible. So, <laughs> And he's, he's got another one out called Sunbird in July that he's just put out recently. But um, his live band also looks epic, but I haven't been able to see it because I've been in Melbourne, but I've, I've seen yep. little videos and, yeah, it would be really energetic and fun to be out, I reckon. So those are my three picks. They're nice. They're all they're all very um like not not major major artists, which is cool. Yeah, just breaking through. Yeah, out the goods. Um, that's all I have written down. But was there anything else that you wanted to mention, promote? Um, not. Re- uh, I think just my EP's coming out, but not till next month now. So. Oh okay. Um, yeah. So, and I'm I've got a. Um, the lead single will be called You're the Music, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, yeah. Okay, because we've still got the list as late August, so why did that change? Uh, it was a little bit to do with um, because of the COVID situation and trying to balance up um, a live show and, yeah, just a few different things, mostly because of COVID. It's, it's just the topic. It's just <laughs> – it's so frustrating because that's all we can talk about, but, like, that's all there is. Yeah, I know. I know, but at least it's given me a lot of downtime to write. That's what I'm trying to take positive. Yeah, from. that's true. That was That's a good question. Um, what have you been doing in your downtime? Oh, um, literally because I, I got let go of in March. Um, so, but I was working – like way too much for someone trying to pursue music. So literally I've just been writing as much as possible and trying to rearrange, rearrange some covers, like my own takes on a few different covers and working with the band via Zoom um, to try and get our stuff all sorted for when there are live shows again. And Yeah, reading books, yeah. <laughs> chilling out, relaxing. <laughs> is that um, working okay, doing everything over Zoom? Like how, how different is it? Is it difficult at all? Yeah, it is It is a bit difficult because you can't um, vibe off each other in a room. And yeah. Instead, I'm just sending around pretty much rusty demos to them. They're just adding their parts and it's a bit difficult because you can't see what someone else is going to do. So, um, yeah, once the studios open back up and rehearsal spaces, we'll have to hop back in and um, go through all the new tracks. But at least we've got some ideas ready to go, I guess. Yeah, I guess we're lucky in the the age of technology that we're able to even make that communication to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So I'm grateful for that. Definitely technology at this time. Jeez, what would we do without it? Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> ob- obviously previous generations have, you know, survived, but... <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Actually, it would be good because then I would stop looking up the COVID numbers every day and oh, getting depressed. Oh, my God. My every, <laughs> yeah, every single night mum comes home and she pops on the news just to find out the new numbers. And I'm like, stop doing this. <laughs> like, you're just you're just making yourself more anxious and upset. Like, Oh, so funny. That's what chill. Like, girlfriend's the same as you she's like Haley, stop looking at them like, and stop telling me them because I don't want to know because I like know it day, sucks yeah like one day they're 200 and you're happy and then the next day they're 700 and you're like depressed and crying in the corner I know so it's a bit of a roller coaster ride people in Perth don't even know the people in Perth that I've spoken to like have no idea even what's happening here and I'm like oh Really? Yeah, it's like, is it not on the news? Like, I didn't realise that I'm only allowed out 
for one hour a day. Like, yeah. I'm like, why are you so down? And <laughs> because I can't get any fucking sunlight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, literally, I live in an apartment that like doesn't get any sun on the balcony. So, um, <gasps> what's the, the point of a balcony if it doesn't get any sun? It does in summer, but yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it's nicer to get sun in winter when you're actually cold. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, here we are ranting. <laughs> that's okay. Getting to that point. That's that's what everyone has to do at this point. It's the only way to get it out. Yeah, yeah. And do the scream thing. Did you do the the scream on Friday night? No, but I do remember that. I remember hearing about it. <laughs> yeah, I, me and Charlotte, we actually did it, and um, every we could hear all these people screaming from around the neighbourhood. It was actually. <laughs> so funny it's changed so much like um a couple months back when i think it was when all of this was just starting um it was over somewhere in england i think it was yeah england london sort of areas um at i think it was either seven six or seven or eight o'clock at night everyone would stand out in their street and clap for the dhs Oh, really? Yeah. So it was a similar oh, so thing. So copied them. Basically, but it's turned from like applauding something to just screaming. Yeah. <laughs> it was almost to, I think it was to let out your frustration. Yeah. And to be honest, I actually did feel really good after. I, so. I didn't do that, but literally like maybe two hours before this call, I was sitting at my computer and nothing was working and I just screamed because I oh. just felt like it. And it is, it's quite cathartic. Yeah, it is. It's like a release of energy. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, I'm going to start doing it more often. Absolutely. Not. Hopefully, we won't scare the neighbours. And don't, don't, don't damage your vocal cords either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I might take the microphone out with me. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic. Okay. Well, that's all I've got. No worries. Um, it's been a lovely, lovely chat. Yeah. Thank you so much for jumping on the phone with me. No worries. Thanks for having me. Amazing. Good luck with everything. You too. Um, I hope living with your parents for the next bit is survivable and um, you're back in Brunswick in due time. Yeah, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right, mate. Have a great day. You too. Cheers. See ya. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check out Harper's upcoming EP, Faith, Sex and Skin, and tune in next week for our interview with Josh Pike. It'll be another mini-sode similar to this, but it's a super funky chat all about his first album in five years, Rome. His writing process, writing a children's book, mental health and the importance of taking a break, the Leg Up initiative, and of course his top Aussie artists right now. Once again, thanks for listening, and be sure to keep up with us on our socials on Instagram and Facebook. Check on your mates and look after yourself. Catch you next week.